Well, hey there. I am so glad that you've joined us on the Ditching Perfection podcast, a podcast that will help you pursue wholeness in Jesus rather than trying to have it all together. I'm your host, Carly Bartlett, and in this new series, together we'll embark on a journey to find the transformative truths hidden within the inquiries posed by Jesus himself. Along the way, I believe that we will discover answers through Jesus's questions. Welcome to Jesus Q&A. Today, we are reading from Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. Here it is in the NIV. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Several years ago, I was pastoring a congregation that met on Sunday evenings. And one night we decided to plan communion around a dinner table rather than passing plates or having everyone come forward in a line to receive the bread and drink from the cup. So before church started, we set a table with six different place settings. It was so pretty. We lit candles. We had beautiful plates. We had a cup with uh, grape juice at every setting. We had this beautifully baked artisan bread on the table. And then in front of each chair at each place setting, there was a name card that said beloved. So after I preached that evening, I invited everyone to come and sit at the table and receive, knowing that the people who they were sitting with were their brothers and sisters who were all together in need of and recipients of God's lavish grace. It was such a beautiful evening. I will never forget it. We we took our time. People just came and went to the table, just sitting for minutes not rushing, and just relishing in the gift of Jesus's love and being reminded of their belovedness. 
After most people had gone to the table, I went and sat down. It was toward the end of the night, and I was just sitting quietly, just communing with God. I was about to break the bread when somebody came and sat down beside me. My head was down, and I looked down at the shoes. I didn't recognize them, and so I slowly brought my head up, and I realized that the person who came to sit next to me was a young man who had hurt a lot of people in our community. He had caused a lot of pain. He hadn't hurt me personally. And actually, I didn't even really know him. But he, you know, he had only popped into our church a few times. But I did know that he had deeply hurt some people that were close to me. And yet there we were at the same table. And I looked at my name card that read Beloved. And then I looked at his. It also said beloved. We were both beloved, both in need of God's grace, and also both recipients of the love of Jesus. And so as I ate the bread and drank from the cup, remembering Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, I was moved by how God opened my eyes to my own belovedness in a new way, but more importantly, to the belovedness of my brother who sat beside me. As I read Jesus's question from Luke 7, 44, Jesus says to Simon, do you see this woman? I'm reminded of this story that I just shared with you because Jesus uses a dinner table to open people's eyes to their own belovedness as well. So let's unpack the scene from the scripture. Jesus is invited to this home of a Pharisee for dinner. And Pharisees were religious leaders who were intense, like truly intensely focused on following the law. They were concrete rule followers who were very concerned about purity and impurity. So then when this quote unquote sinful woman first enters the house, this would have like been so uncomfortable Simon the Pharisee was probably jumping out of his skin, freaking out. And he was probably trying to figure out a way to get her to leave ASAP. But I think Jesus then probably extended hospitality to this woman, even though it wasn't his own house. And the woman poured this expensive perfume on Jesus's feet and she wept. And both of these things display such a personal sacrifice, both financially, but also emotionally. She had a heart of repentance. And in this moment, she wasn't shamed by Jesus, but she was so overcome with such gratitude. And Jesus saw her clearly. And therefore, she could see herself and her future differently. Jesus didn't define her by her past or her choices, but he saw her as beloved. (laughs) The beloved child of God. That's how Jesus saw her. and, And she could tell. And all the while, Simon is questioning Jesus. He's questioning his ministry, his integrity, his credibility. He thinks that Jesus certainly cannot be a prophet if he is allowing this woman to touch him. But the fact that he is welcoming her actually illuminates him as the one who is bringing the kingdom of God. Because Jesus isn't concerned with being unclean. He doesn't see her sin as contagious. He sees his love and holiness as more powerful than her sin. So as Simon, who is disgusted with this whole scene, is standing there, Jesus says to him, Simon, do you see her? Do you see this woman? 
I mean, wow, what a question. Jesus isn't saying, do you see her physically? But he's saying, do you see her? Do you see beyond the narratives and the gossip in town? Do you see beyond her past, beyond the labels that have been placed on her? Do you truly see her? Do you see her as she worships in these moments? Do you see her? And I think it's curious to me why this is the question that Jesus asks. He doesn't say, Simon, you should value her or Simon, you are such a scumbag. (laughs) But he asks this question because Jesus realizes that our perspectives and our perceptions shape how we interact with people. And in this instance, Jesus wasn't just inviting Simon to see this world differently, but Jesus was also inviting Simon to see himself differently too. As someone who was also in need of forgiveness, love, and mercy. So today, as we let this question from Jesus resonate with us, do you see this woman? I believe that Jesus is inviting us to see others and ourselves, not by what we've done or not done. But Jesus is inviting us to see ourselves as who we are, beloved children of God all seated at the same table. So as we close today, and as we think about Jesus's question, I invite you to think about this question. Who is God inviting you to see as beloved? Let's pray. God, if I'm honest, I read this story and I think, oh dear, I may be like Simon. I may be like the Pharisees, so quick to put people in boxes. But God, I don't want to do that. I want to truly see the people around me. And I believe wholeheartedly, God, that the cross evens the playing field, that there's no teeter-totter life in the kingdom, but that we are all desperately in need of your love and grace, and we're all We are all recipients of it as well. So God, would you help me? And would you help my friends listening? Would you help us see ourselves and others as beloved? In your name we pray, amen. so much for joining me for this episode of Jesus Q&A. If this podcast resonates with you and you want to continue the journey of pursuing wholeness in Jesus, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. That way you won't miss a single episode. I'd also love for you to share this podcast with your friends, family, and anyone else who may find hope from diving into the depths of Jesus's questions. I believe that the conversations we're having here matter, and we would love to have others join our community in our little corner of the internet. Well, friends, I look forward to diving into more Jesus Q&A with you next time. And in the meantime, if you want to connect on Instagram, you can find me at Carly Communicates. Talk to you soon.